Andrea Tessman. Yes, Kirk Buckner. I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? Because I disco suck. This is the second time we're recording Disco Duck. Meaning, meaning that now you have to talk about this a second time. But, but we have a surprise for you. For me or for our three listeners? I think we have more than three. I mean, like we've already established that you're really big in the Pitbull community. <laughs> Again, I don't know why that is, but to the Pitbull fans who seem to like Andrea, hey, here she is. Look at that. Hi. Hi. No, we have our own Heather Locklear. Heather Locklear? Yes, I'm going somewhere with this. Did you ever watch Melrose Place? A little bit. Okay. They started off okay in the first season, then what did they add? What did they add? They added Heather Locklear. So we have our own now resident Heather Locklear, who may or may not have slept with Tommy Lee. Brad Nelson, a, a frequent guest, is now a permanent part of this threesome. Ooh, this is a devil's triangle. <laughs> This all is the right, devil's all right, all right. Yeah. Are we a thruple now? We're yeah. a total thruple. And I never slept with Tommy Lee, but I did meet him once. Did you really? I did. I did. When he was, uh, when him and Jenna Jameson were stupping, I was working in a strip club. And we had Janet Jameson. I was DJing there, not stripping, just to you know, <laughs> clear that one up. Um, anyway, Jenna, we had in for a long weekend special. And she was a bit of a uptight individual, we'll, we'll say. Um, and Tommy Lee was unintelligible and higher than giraffe balls. As you would expect him to be. Nice. So you would, really. Now, now, there's a caveat to being part of this. Now you're now entering into a bet that Andrea have made, and I have made, with uh, my, the co-host of the Hall of Fame show. You're now part of this. But we've altered it a little bit. I do not alter it further. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Andrea and I have a bet with Evan Nolan, uh, from, who is from Boston, now currently living in Chicago, and our wager is threefold. The Men's Olympic Hockey Tournament, which we've now changed because now nobody gives a shit what happens in Men's Olympic Hockey. I sure as fuck don't. Did men's we ever? Right. Hells yeah. Oh, okay. Go with sports ball. Okay. Sports puck. Oh, sports puck. Sorry. Okay. I, I, I guess you won't be visiting that other show where I talk about sports all day. Uh, so anyway, so it's it's a best of three. Will Canada get more gold than the United States? Will Canada get more medals? We've changed that to men's hockey to more medals. And who will do better, the Canadian women's team or the Canadian or the American women's team in Olympic hockey? Best two out of three. Uh, the losing side sings the national anthem of the other. You're now part of this. You will be singing the American national anthem should this happen. Along with Our you. country reeks of trees. Our yaks are really large. There you go. <laughs> and they smell like rotting beef carcasses. So, yes, you've now been voluntold to be part of this extravaganza. Okay. Yeah. And if I win? you He's going to sing the Canadian National Anthem in both languages. He'll probably sing it better than Brian Adams. I've never heard, has Brian Adams done done that? Wasn't it Brian Adams that screwed up the lyrics at a hockey game? I 
don't isn't that just uh well it's 40 below and i don't don't give a fuck can you hear in my truck and i'm off to the rodeo that's a hockey song nice oh and there's opal the adventure dog is the adventure dog is making an appearance but we've got disco duck we have what I consider to be, Brad disagrees with me on this, but I consider this to be the worst song ever. Prove me wrong. This is the worst piece of shit ever done. But who is Rick Dees? Andrea, who's Rick Dees? Rick Dees in the morning. Oh, I uh, got problems. What? I got problems oh. with that. No, it, it hit, what is Ed's weekly top 40? Yeah. That was it, right? Well, yeah. Burned into my mind forever. <laughs> Rick Dees, very famous uh, shock rock DJ, best known for his weekly top 40 that has been, he's not really shock rock, he's jock rock. Schlock rock. Schlock rock. Punchable face rock. Punchable uh, yes. voice. Yes. Um, did I did I bring up the Backpfeifen Gesicht? Was that on the the show that didn't work out? No. No. So in, in German, there's a term and I, if you speak German and I'm wrong, this this is probably more of a slang thing, but um, the word is backpfeifengesicht and it translates to a face that needs to be slapped. I like that. So or, you've met my first ex-wife. <laughs> hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I don't know you're gonna be doing ex-wife jokes, that's my, that's my <laughs> shtick. How many ex-wives you got? One. I got two, I got you beat. Yeah, you only make jokes about the first one, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, because the second one was awesome. Then this begs the question, why is she an ex? Because you can't negotiate on wanting a child. Fair enough. All right, let's move on. <laughs> uh, actually, I just realized, like, God, like, what if he says, like, she's dead or something <laughs> like that? Like, fuck. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was, it was uh, that, like, oh, God. What they frown on being married to a corpse there, Kirk. Well, in BC, you're a lot more lax than in most provinces. Oh, yeah. It's totally clear. So, fun fact about Rick Dees, Rigdon Osmond Dees III. There were two Rigdon Osmond Dees before this guy. <laughs> and nobody along this way decided that's a bad name. I think, though, sometimes, though, people just deliberately pick bad names. Like, Engelbert Humperdinck is not his real name. No, it's not his real name, but it got him marketability. Mm -hmm. But you were mentioning that Disco Duck is the worst song ever. Right. It's not the worst song ever. Tiny Tim, Tiptoe Through the Tulips, is the worst song ever. This is that good number one? Because we will pick that at some point. If it this did. was just a parody on the disco craze that was going on at the time. All right. <laughs> Way to Yoko right over my little, you know, <laughs> monologue there. Shit, a Andrea, how did you go from co-host to Yoko in one week? <laughs> if we break know. up, it's all because of you. Wait, you two, you're, is your bromance already breaking up? Like, it's a like rad bromance. It might be. I, I think once I sort of insinuated that we'd have a devil's triangle, we both imagined things we didn't want to. I know I did. Sorry. <laughs> hey, no Eiffel Towering, Brad. <laughs> well, now my London Bridge has just fallen down, but anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry, Fergie. Oh, it's all good. Rick Dees, uh, 
Memphis DJ at this point. Uh, not, I don't think, was this show national at that point? I don't think so. I don't think it was. Yeah. So he was one of many DJs, not many, but that did manage to sort of gain national traction. Uh, I stumbled across a YouTube vortex. It was recommended for a bunch of Wolfman Jack stuff for whatever reason. Clap for the Wolfman. I hate that song. <laughs> what? What's really? Wolfman Jack was awesome. He I was not. He was. I didn't say that Wolfman Jack wasn't awesome. I said that song's shit. Oh, but it was a tribute to Wolfman Jack. Oh, it's it's pandering to get DJs to play it. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's bring it in back to Rick D's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rick, yeah. So Rick, uh, you've got that whole history about like where? Oh, she. We just lost her. No, no, she's letting the dog out. Right. Uh, so now you yeah, answered the question. Who, who, who let the dog out? Andrea. I did. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll be getting up to let her back in in a minute when she gets obnoxious who, and starts okay. knocking. Who, who, who? Sorry about that. The dogs out. Boom. Boom. Yeah, so Rick uh, came came up with, well, I mean, disco at this point was, I don't want to say peaking in popularity because disco was very big for in 76, 77, 78. Uh, just like a massive thing that was sort of happening. And disco, I'd have often said, I, I consider myself a disco apologist. Uh, a lot of people shit on disco. I, I shit on disco. Yeah, well, okay, and, and fair enough. But Which I, would be I, an awesome punk band name. Well, maybe it was. I don't know. That does. I matter. shit on disco. Yeah, I like that. Oh, I think maybe. Panic at the Disco is about as close as you get. Hmm. Oh, so. But disco, to me, always knew what it was. It was fun. It's about dancing and fucking. It's the Walmart of music. Dancing sure. and fucking at Walmart? What? That's not how you guys go there? That's not what I'd go to Walmart for. It also explains That's a better why I'm not back. It takes a lot to be banned from Walmart. Apparently dancing and fucking in Walmart and you get banned. Probably just the latter. No, I didn't do anything with the latter. <laughs> how did I know you were going to say that? So, <laughs> so I, I'm with Kirk on this one. I think disco music is pretty unassuming. It knows what it is. It doesn't pretend to be anything it isn't. It's not highbrow. It's not pretentious. Nobody, 80s glam rock is not highbrow or pretentious, and it doesn't pretend to be anything it is either, or isn't either, but it's at least got something to it, whereas disco, you could take one disco song and put it up against another. This is the, the issue I had when I was DJing. Uh, big thing was, if you're going to mix a set and you can crossfade from one song into the next and there's no discernible difference and people just think you played an eight minute song, it's not music anymore. This, this song isn't music at all. It's terrible. Oh, no, it's just a parody. This song, it, it embodies the jock rock shenanigan bullshit. I mean, mm-hmm. to be fair, it's Rick Dees and his to band of idiots. And that's the band name. Uh, like, it's not hyperbole. That's actually what it was. Rick Dees and his cast of idiots. Oh, cast mm-hmm. of idiots. Like it I matters. Oh, well, like it matters. <laughs> None of this matters. It's it's complete. This song might have been about dancing, but it's not danceable. No, it's it's not. But like when he talks about you know getting in there and feeling the need to to you know strut his stuff like a duck and what have you, 
uh, started flapping his wings and stuff. The whole thing with that was the instructional songs that were around there at the time, like the electric slide and stuff like that. And so they're just taking the piss out of out of the garbage disco songs that were coming out at that time. I think Brad had to play Cha Cha Slide too many times in his Oh my God, Cha Cha Slide, the electric slide, and oh, there was one other one, and they just wouldn't die. And when the Cha Cha Slide came along, I was almost thankful because it was a switch up. Because the electric slide didn't stop. But in the States, they still want the electric slide, the Cha Cha Slide, every night. Mm-hmm. Like, at least on cruise ships, they did constantly. And there'd be lines of people, like multiple lines of people, like you're DJing in a country bar. Uh, the only thing is, that's different is the pigmentation is a little darker and there's no cowboy hats. Whoa. Hmm. I got nothing here on that. So <laughs> I get Brad's hatred for those instructional dance uh, songs. Uh, no, totally. I, I don't know that this is necessarily that tongue in cheek. I think that's his revisionist history. <laughs> Honestly, what I think he's going with this. It's like, oh, did I was you, just did trying you to listen to it though. Yeah, I've listened to it. Okay, so if you listen to it, you know it's just taking the pit. Who the hell? gets a friend of theirs to, you know, basically sound like Donald Duck. What these does. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But he's he's a morning show DJ. He's recording this song. It's the same thing as the morning show parody songs that they put on normally now. All right, so uh, let me ask you this. As a, as a former DJ, do you think that this certainly helped him get play from other DJs? Hey, it's one oh, yeah. of our own. Yeah, no, it, it helped him because of the fact that he built a, a little controversy around it. Um, and Andrea knows more about that controversy than I do. But he, he built a controversy around that, that they wouldn't play it or something like that. Andrea, take over from me on that one. Oh, he didn't really build any controversy. He was told by his own radio station that it was a conflict of interest if they so he couldn't play his song. The other local radio stations in memphis wouldn't play his song because they saw it to be supporting a rival radio station so he literally had no traction locally with the song but for some reason i don't even know how but for some reason it started to pick up nationally so it was popular yeah it was becoming popular everywhere except his hometown where it was basically unheard of and he mentioned on air on his show one day that he had this song that looked like it was getting pretty close to number one and uh he was canned at the end of his broadcast for saying even mentioning the song oh he was fired okay i i I missed that oh yeah no the the producer whatever some some big wig at the station fired him i don't know why rick dees couldn't have stayed fired like a gentleman you know, because I, I told you guys this on the on the pre-recorded one, but for those two and a half or three listeners that we've got, uh, or is it four now? One a little person? Well, I I think we maybe had five, but then you've now become one of us, and so you're. I'll no still listen to it, um, but uh, no, the 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 whole idea with Rick Dees is I was living in Prince George, uh, BC, which is not quite the asshole of British Columbia, but you can smell it from there. Um, and it's, it's kind of like the taint, um, sorry, uh, Kirk the Gooch, the fleshy fun bridge. 
Why do you assume I don't know what that is? Well, when I said taint, you got a confused look on your face. No, I was picturing it, literally. <laughs> oh, I can show you if you want. No, maybe later. I'll... <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no oh. tubing on this one. All right. So anyway, the, your contract. the whole thing was I'm up there, I'm trying to make my break in radio, and I got the gig of coming in on the weekends and pressing the button that goes to commercial uh, for live remotes and for Rick D's in the weekly top 40. And that jingle will stay stuck in my head, just like the circle square um, mail-in thing that they used to have at the end of that show. It's it's stuck in here. It never leaves. I've got it got even got their postal code memorized. It's disgusting. But the whole idea was every single weekend I was stuck alone in the DJ booth at a Prince George radio station doing this every 15 minutes or so as he played all these hits from the 19, you know, 1999 to 2000 as well when I was up there. So we were listening to a lot of Venga Boys. The Venga bus is coming and everybody's jumping. Yep, Britney's. Oh, that radio station was the only radio station I've ever heard where, because of CanCon rules and because of how small the um, the the market was there, they weren't spending a lot of money on paying for the big hits. So we'd get like five big hits. And then there's a lot of CanCon in there that was expired and it was cheaper. So Britney Spears hit me baby one more time, back to back with Lawrence Gowan, Criminal Mind. Well, okay, let's backtrack because I think uh, some people won't know what you're talking about when you talk about CanCon. Oh, Canadian content. There's a law in Canada that you have to play X percentage, and I don't know what the percentages are now, but you have to play, play X percentage of Canadian music uh, versus international or especially American music. And I like American music. Nice, nice. I think it's either 33% or 40%. I don't know exactly. Yeah, but it's responsible for Nickelback, so it's a bullshit law. <laughs> it is, and YouTube's responsible for Bieber. That's, that's not us. Well, Kate is us, but yeah. You discovered also, him. I would America. like to go on record as the whole country of Canada and apologize sincerely for Celine Dion. Yeah, I, I I got no problem with that. But keep her, like keep her down there. It's good she's down there. Yeah. <laughs> and Michael Bublé's season is over now. He's gone back to his cave. Yep. He's no longer farting on your presence. Yeah, unless I saw him for some commercial either way d's he tried another hit uh discorilla i think i don't know yes discorilla and he you know gave up the much better pun of disco orangutan i gotta say like <laughs> now now we're so now that would be considered racist why because disco orangutan. It is. it's an orangutan Everyone's a little bit racist sometimes. sometimes. Doesn't mean you go around committing hate crimes. Avenue Q, for those wondering where this oh, is. Oh, yes. yes. One of the best musicals I have ever seen. Saw it live. Brilliant show. Yeah, best musical. There's there's two words that don't belong together. You you shut up. I liked I you. I will not. I liked you for a little while. Don't make me stop. 
Okay, how about it's a puppet show, so maybe that gives it some credibility for you. That. The version in Toronto, I, I, I did see that. I did see that and I did enjoy myself, so I, I will say that. Uh, Rick Dees, and, and to his credit, the guy's still going. He still got that stupid fucking show, which I heard in Barbados of all. I couldn't believe it. He's 400 years old and he's internationally syndicated. Good on him. Even had his own talk late night talk show at one point in time that mm -hmm. I don't believe did particularly well, thank God. But I don't know how this guy is popular. Like I don't even Keith get Richards it. looks at him and goes, "What the hell?" Yeah, like he, he, he just doesn't go away. He's he's like dust. Mm -hmm. You think you sweep it under and there it just comes back. Only yeah. this one with a toothy grin. Like, I'm just waiting for him to host his show like Dick Clark style when Dick Clark was on the out. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that was I mean, sad at the end where he just like okay, like Dick Clark was basically Bernieing like the the last several years of his. Oh yeah, it was New Year's at Bernie's. It was New Year's at Bernie's. <laughs> I don't know why he would do that to himself, and, and especially when you when you're standing next to another, actually the heir apparent to Rick D's Ryan Seacrest. And I'm gonna br uh, let's br let's bring out Dick. Fuck. Yeah, it was kind of sad, but I think he likes money. <laughs> he was already producing it. He didn't need to go on camera. Maybe he gets more money if he does that. He's paying himself. I don't know. I don't know how Dick Clark works. Worked. 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 Yeah. Work, 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 work. You know, I just realized you're defending musicals. I'm defending disco. Yeah. Like we're both still straight, right? Relatively. Yeah, relatively. Well, I mean, okay, if Jason Momoa came up and gave me a hug, it would be a long-ass hug. If it's Jason Momoa, he's going to pretty much do whatever the fuck he wants. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would be his what, What's he going to do? Like, what are you going to do? About, like, he can't do anything. No, I'd push back a little, though. Mm. Andrew, yeah, into him. Yeah, a Andrew. Let's. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna help, help him out. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know, g g give him a little extra. I'm a nice guy. I wonder if so, I could. I wonder if I could tell him I had sex dreams about his wife when I was a teenager. I'm sure many people did. Isn't that on the other show? What a, at least. Hmm? Your oh, other show that you we, want to do with Brad. We got to do the other show. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which is tentatively called Women We Used to Beat Off To. I think that sounds better than Masturbate, no? no? To all the girls I've loved before. Who've traveled in and out my door. I've dedicated this song to all the girls I've loved before. So I'll I would be like really to say Julio? for the record, I will have nothing to do with that show. Yes, you will. <laughs> You're the host of that show. I am not hosting that show. It's called an Andrea Tessman production. No, it's celebrities we used to. Not that we used are currently to. going to. There won't be any friendly fire. No. You can, you can just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, you could sort of like uh, jump in on that. Nope. <laughs> just Come on, like, which new no. kid was it, Andrea? Nope. There's no curiosity? <laughs> Nothing? None. Zero. Nope. Wow. 
You two have fun with that one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think that sort of answers the whole straight question, though. Uh, but anyway. Rick D's, kudos to him. I, I've never hated someone this much who I think has been this successful and just always seems to follow me wherever I go. Uh, I don't know if we have necessarily any parting shots for this. I do consider this, and, I, and I've gone on record, this is the worst song to me of all time. Oh, wait a minute. Have you ever listened to any Yoko Ono songs? I have. And this is worse than that? Yes, because... Then in terms of it's actual, screeching? Yes, because in terms of what it actually accomplished by going number one, and I'm, I'm, I'm using this as my advanced calculus here for that, but yes, I will maintain that this is worse because Yoko Ono would put out song after song, but nobody played it. It wasn't there. Um, a song that I hate more than this is Cotton Eye Joe. That's awful. That's also very bad. I think, did that go number one? I don't believe so. I really mm -hmm. hope it didn't. Yeah, because that, that would be one. No, I, I, I think this is the worst because it portrays the very genre. It says it's trying to spoof. Again, I don't believe him. I do not believe him. Oh, I was trying to, I was just trying to, to make fun of it. No, you weren't. You well, were, it's just like McLean McLean, though. No. Like, well, they were, they were doing the X-rated versions of uh, songs that were popular at the time. They were just taking the, taking the piss out of them. Whereas Rick Dees has always been G-rated. So for him to go and do a... Uh, a parody song of of what was popular at the time because there was a big hate on for disco when disco was popular there was a lot of people later though there were a lot of right thinking people at that time who were coming out and saying i really don't like disco and they were correct and history has proven us true okay have i presented the idea of doing the saturday night fever uh special you had mentioned it yes okay because at one point that album generated i believe four number ones maybe five. Oh yeah and but how many number ones have britney like spears and justin timberlake and other bubblegum pop have had it doesn't mean they're good it means people are dumb and they like a beat i never so... said they were good what's the name of this fucking show <laughs> yeah but you're defending disco i'm defending so... disco but i'm not defending this to I bring mean... kirk's comment about saturday night fever into context here Disco Duck was in Saturday Night Fever True. in a scene that was, I believe it was cut in the... No, no, it, it, it was in the movie. It's it's when uh, Tony and, because I love this movie, uh, Tony and uh, I forget what, what her name was, uh, I forget which girl he was with, whether the one he started with, her, it doesn't matter. Uh, and there's a disco instructor and he's teaching a bunch of older people how to uh, dance to this. So Rick D's didn't would not let them put this song on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, thinking it would um, cannibalize the sales of his own album, which, although this song did all right, the album itself fizzled out eventually. And on the other hand, the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack has sold something like 40 million copies. Mm -hmm. I, I will say, I mean, I think in his position, I would have done the same thing at that point in time. Yeah, and I don't think Rick is hurting for money. I think he probably has a you know, a decent two-bedroom apartment somewhere and maybe a, a nice Yugo. I was going to say, I was going to say, uh, you know, mid-2000s Civic. Yeah, probably something nice like that. Reliable. <laughs> if only that were true. <laughs> I would like him a lot more if that were true. Mm -hmm. I would. 
I would. I would be much happier if that were the case. But with that, I think we can we can close the door on this duck and never talk about it again. Never talk about it again. Oh yes, yes. Uh, I Shut do up have the one duck up. Yeah. Ooh. Wah wah. Oh sorry. Wah, wah. <laughs> Love that. Well done. All right. So next week, and Brad, you're picking the week after, by the way. Uh, I already already told you what it is, but I'm going to tell you again. In the year 2525, a song that says that the future really sucks, but to be fair, it's 1968. To be fair. To be fair. 25-25 hasn't happened yet. So maybe they're going to be completely right. By Zagger and Evans. A maudlin, strange song. Anytime I hear it, I immediately go right to the age of Aquarius. Which did go number one. Mm-hmm. That 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 could be an interesting one one day. Though I do like that one. This is a strange, strange late '60s song. Definitely, they're coming to take you away. I think, Brad. <laughs> oh wow, Napoleon. Yeah. By Napoleon. That one I think only went to number two, though. <clears throat> oh man. Yeah, if we ever get to a novelty song, I guess we have to do Ray Stevens at one point in time, which I really don't want to do. You know they call him the streak. Clown, not funny, you fuck. But anyway. Hey, when I was a kid and I first heard Ray Stevens, the streak and the Mississippi Squirrel Revival were hilarious. So we kind of like the Mississippi Squirrel Revival. And on that note. (laughs) (laughs) The day the squirrel went berserk in the First South Baptist Church. This was a this, great idea. This was your decision, Kirk. <laughs> All right. So we're and doing everybody. In the hey, year Kirk. Yeah. Kirk, you should plug your shows. Oh, yes. I'm going to plug all my other stuff. I just right. did, hey, football fans, we just did our Pro Football Hall of Fame mock committee. By the time you're hearing this, the Pro Football Hall of Fame will have already told you who they've uh, inducted, but we decided uh, on our own behalf. We've also got this crap or... or no, how that this crap was on national television where we looked at Chris Bernay and I, we looked at Rowdy Roddy Piper hosting the Saturday Night Cartoons All Star Spectacular featuring Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Hi, kids. Yeah, Patty LaBelle, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, and New Edition when Bobby Brown was still there. Oh, geez. Wow. Yeah, so like that's a very interesting thing from two former wrestling fans. Just looking back at stuff that we really used to like. The Hall of Fame show, as always, with Evan Nolan and I, where we look at the regular stuff going on in Hall of Fame-related news. And I wrote a book. Hey, Christmas comes 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 again next year. Chavo Guerrero, instant classic. The story of Chavo Guerrero Sr. I helped him write it before he passed away. And now it's out on Amazon. Check I it out. You can get that for somebody for Valentine's Day. You very well could. I think it would make a fantastic Valentine's Day gift. I'm a you probably got some birthdays in there, some anniversaries. Yeah. For sure. How for much sure. would your wife like to get a book about professional wrestlers for your anniversary? I'm sure that they would absolutely love it. I think I think this is a thing. Yes, and and, you can, and my picture is even in this book. Along well, that's the, worth the price of admission alone. Absolutely, like right at the end about the author, and it's me and my dog Jasper. Oh, your dog helped. Well, he's on my, he's on my lap while I'm trying to type, and we just use that picture. 
Maybe. We still haven't seen He's Jasper. Oh, you want to see Jasper? Here we go. Let's flip this over there. Yeah. Jasper the corgi. Jasper. Sleeping on the couch. Jasper, there you go. Ah, uh, there he is. Hi, Jasper. Ah, yeah, so he's yeah been by my side as I've been doing show after show because it's my second show tonight, and it's 1.30 in the morning. My God, the well, things I go get some rest. Yes, yeah, so the things I do on this network for all of you fine people, even the people who don't like me, but that's okay. And say you I like should, the hate mail. I do like the hate mail, especially when it's but over Captain and Tennille. I... <laughs> yeah. Well, Kirk, we what? should all crawl back into our caves. Crevice. Crevice. Oh, crevice. Yes. Crevice, crevice of which we came. Yes. <laughs> Good night. Good night, everyone. Stay safe. Good night.